your electricity fixed move. Check into the fucking plaza. Just give me my rent, lady. Look at my boy. How's he supposed to do his schoolwork at night? My kid look like Lincoln did. If he's got anything on a ball, maybe he'll grow up to be president. What the fuck do I know? Just give me the rent. I got no one-liners. I got nothing. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. But I am here. Woohoo! <laughs> it has been a while since we recorded. Three, four I, weeks. Yep. Oh. Uh, we ended up having to skip two weeks because just life changes <laughs> like crazy. You. I got a new job. Don't work at the newspaper anymore. I work at the uh, the, the corporation Coca-Cola. Uh, I quit working for a corporation yeah. <laughs> and got a new job working for ourselves. Nice. See, yeah. I'm going backwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I will get paid quite well. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're working me ragged and everything, but we, we found a way, you know? Yeah. So we're going to talk about some of uh, the 1991 movie, The Super. Joe but Pesci. But before we go into that, uh, how has your l- last couple weeks been? Just been crazy. It's been nuts, man. Yeah. Um, you know, quit my job at the other place that we don't say that name anymore. Yeah. And it's like, uh, Voldemort. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and we opened up our own spot and we just opened up last week. Nice, nice. Super excited. And then my Arby's song is on Spotify. So to our 17 listeners, do me a favor. <laughs> While you're listening to this, open up your Spotify or Apple Music, whatever it is, and go add We Got the Meat <laughs> to your playlist. You won't regret it, I promise. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah. yeah I'm, but weird enough, I have been able to watch a whole bunch of movies, but I've been working like 4.30 in the morning or no, 4 a.m. I get up at 3.30, but I technically clock in at like 4 a.m. and clock out around 3 Oof, to 4. That's nuts. Uh, five days, but that's just during the training. I guess they want to see if they you want to uh, cancel on them or, uh, yeah, or, or yeah. quit. Suddenly. See how long you can make They're it. They're weeding out the weak ones like the Marine Corps, yeah. apparently. Little you do they know, I, ever, I have no other job lined up. Yeah. So I am their private pile until yeah. I, until I blow my brains out. I got out. no place else to go. Until uh, I blow my brains out yeah. in front of somebody. <laughs> have a donut, Paul. <laughs> you earned it. Yeah. Uh, but I have been able to watch some movies. Uh, a couple ones I didn't actually include on my list I want to talk about before uh, I actually get to our kind of uh, movie no care. And I know you've seen a few too. Yeah. I've discovered through one of the podcasts I listened to that there is some incredible documentaries, uh, movie, horror movie documentaries, specifically uh. about the 80s. It's called uh, uh, In Search of Darkness is what is the name of it is. And I actually remember it from like three or four years ago when they were crowdfunding on Facebook to get made. Mm -hmm. They were going to make the ultimate 80s clip documentary where they uh, went and interviewed people and talked about it. And they did it. In Search of Darkness came out. Then there was a part two and there was a part three. Apparently I slept on all of it, but now I'm in on it. And uh, they're very rare, very rare. But apparently the, you ever hear the streaming service Shudder? Yeah, they just do horror and stuff. Yeah, horrors and thrillers. Uh, they had two and three on there, oh. and from what I heard, one's the least. Well, I can tell you, I know that for sure now because I've seen all three of them. Mm-hmm. I bought two of them, expensive. Oh, I bet I paid seventy five dollars for part two. Oh shit! Uh, I paid fifty dollars for part one, and part three I can't even find. Uh, Eric was smart. Smart. I guess is a relative term for it. When I told Eric about them, he went and bought the complete set for $250. Oh, just wow. on my say that they're incredible. Wow. The part one was four and a half hours. 
Part two is five and a half hours. Wow. And part three, I think, is also five hours. So I think it's a complete, the three thing together is 15 hours holy of shit. only 80s horror movies. That's got to be like and your they're fucking interviewing holy Clancy grail. Brown and John Carpenter and Robert England and everybody you could possibly imagine is interviewed, and it's the best fucking thing. Huh. And unedited, they just show all the greatest clips. And the first one, it's all the movies you th- think they would talk about. Yeah. And the second one, they go a little bit deeper, but it's still recognizable yeah. movies that we all. And the third one, somehow they still find ways of working in movies that they haven't talked about in the first 10 yeah. hours. And, and then they mix in some unknowns that you don't know i love them i must own them forever have you seen the uh crowdfunding thing they're doing now for the new jason movie no that's interesting it's some kind of (laughs) it's some kind of thing where like jason is like their only help it's supposed to be like what was it uh jason in space or whatever it was like in the yeah um it was in the future or whatever this is supposed to be like in the year 2100 or something like that we need him to 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 defrost him to help save us i don't know i just continue i've seen it on my facebook feed like Uh, seven times now i'm like i'm not giving you guys any fucking money just leave me alone. i will watch it if i will watch the movie but (laughs) i'm not gonna give you any money up front uh well interesting enough they these guys who did in search of darkness they did another one called in Surge of Tomorrow had to pay fifty dollars for that one too. But in Surge of Tomorrow is the eighties. Uh, no, sorry, it is the sci-fi. eighties. Oh. oh, cool. And so it's nothing but Alien and Spaceballs and the Predator and oh. uh, Running Man. And it's four. No, five hours. It's five hours. Yeah. And they're supposedly doing a part two, which they could totally do because they did not even touch on half of what they could yeah, touch on. That's awesome. But what he's doing, they're crowdfunding now, and it opens on uh, October sixth. I think I'm going to do it just because I can get the 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 Blu-ray super cheap mm-hmm. 50 bucks being cheap yeah uh but they're doing the 90s they're doing part one oh, is wow. uh 90s hard 90 to 94 and then they're gonna do 94 uh to 99 yeah on the second part but oh they're awesome yeah they're so good that's dope that sounds good uh so yeah so we've been binging those but tell us tell us uh, about one of the movies you watched here uh, the no, most recent one, I'll start with that because it's I remember them in reverse less. Nice. <laughs> um, we watched um, No Hard Feelings. With no, oh, the Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence one. She gets naked it's, out of the on the beach. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that's all I hear about. Oh, I, yeah, it's a short scene. Yeah. Um but but it is. Uh, it's surprising. pretty fucking funny. The story itself, like, I when the movie was done, I just kind of thought to myself, like, this is a funny movie. Really weird fucking story, but it's a fun movie, you know. They say it's kind of reminiscent to... Well, they don't make many romantic comedies anymore, so it's yeah. it's kind of a romantic comedy. But the ones they used to do in like the late '90s, which they would just give money to anybody that would want to make them, and now you don't see them much anymore. This is kind of slice of life romantic I, I mean, comedy. Yeah, but it's 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 the storyline is kind of weird. Yeah, like I, I if I tell you what I mean, then it'll give everything away. Yeah, yeah. Um, fuck it, I'll tell you. I heard um, it was good, I, and I probably know more about it than you think I, I know, but... Yeah. Uh, I mean, when I say storyline, so she is being basically paid to yeah. um, date uh, Matthew Broderick. I didn't realize he was in it. He's the dad yeah. in the movie. Um, and Like Can't Buy Me Love style. Kind of, yeah. That's what I've um, heard about it. It's kind of like Can't Buy Me Love. And in the end, though, like... 
How old is? What's the difference in ages here? She's like thirty-five. Yeah. He's like I mean, she's Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, he's like nineteen. Okay. Um, At least they didn't do the licorice pizza route. Oh where, yeah. Where he was like fifteen and yeah. she was nineteen. I was like, what the fuck? Why yeah. would you just make him eighteen? And I bet <laughs> you it's just pretty much about the same, you yeah. know. Um, but in the end, they just like are really good friends. Yeah. I mean, I, that's what I heard about it. I heard it was a heartwarming one. I I planned on watching it. So yeah. uh, if you say it's good, I'll check. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's worth watching. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Here, I'll go to mine and then we'll bounce back to you. Uh, now, I watched a bunch of fantastic ones. A bunch of them I'm going to save for uh, for Dave. Uh, oh, I see how it is. Because now they're ones Dave would be interested in yeah. talking about. They're like old 1950s movies. I went on a run of Burt Lancaster movies because Burt Lancaster really is one of my favorite actors. I love the guy. You probably just remember him from Tough Guys. That's pretty much it. Which I love that the Tough and, Guys. Uh, isn't he also in um, Planet of the Apes? No, that's Charlton Heston. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burt Lancaster is very Charlton Heston-esque, though. Yeah. He's better. He's better of an actor and everything. So I'm going to go over those a bunch when I, we talk with Dave. But I've got a, a bunch of good ones here. Did you ever... Uh, and I've got way too many, so maybe I'll do two to your. <laughs> I'll do two to your one. Sure, I'll, I'll do them quick. Uh, did you ever watch that Guillermo del Toro Crimson Peak Ghost Story movie with Tom Hiddleston? No, uh, it was good. Huh. I liked it a lot. I I've, I've owned I've it for it. a while. It it, it kind of came and went real quick, but it was just like it was a perfect Guillermo del Toro movie that it kind of went back to that. What's that? The Devil's Playground is the Mexican uh, ghost story one. That was one of his first movies he ever did. No, I never saw uh, that Crimson Peak, either. I think he did right before Shape of Water. And uh, it's a great ghost story movie. I mean, you kind of see what, where it's going. Jessica Chastain's in it. She has a great role in it, too. Huh. Uh, really good. I, I waited a while to see it, and I don't know why. Uh, another one that I... And, what I did do watching those 80s horror movies is you sit there with your notes section on and any that you haven't heard, I'm just writing down. My my to-get list on my horror was a nice, tight 14 movies. Oh, now wow. it's like 38. Oh, jeez. Because I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. I, either I have not seen it or I don't remember it. Yeah. And some of them you can get on Tubi and, and the networks and everything, but so many of them you can't, man. So many of them. And one of the ones I watched was Dead and Buried. It was really fucking good. I don't know if you remember the cover from back in the day. I've also been buying crazy VHSs recently. Interesting. Horror ones. Yeah. Uh, ones that I, because what I eventually want to do is build these shelves and make like an art project where I put maybe six per row. Yeah. And I do it like eight rows. Yeah. And I can have it look like it's a piece of a, uh, a wall that you would uh, look at at a video store. At a video store. store, yeah. And it would just be the horror movies. Yeah. Of covers that I always thought were kind of creepy. Do you remember the cover of uh, Company of Wolves? No. It's one of my favorite ones. Hmm. It's the guy with his head open and there's a dog, or almost a like a wolf snout coming out of his mouth. Actually, I do kind of remember And Little Red that. Riding Hood's right off to the side mm. because it's kind of a Little Red Riding Hood story. Dead and Buried is kind of like that. uh they showed the sand and it was just a head like uh, the profile of a head coming out of the sand like it had been buried there huh. uh, and it was really good this was an awesome movie it was, it was kind of a zombie movie but it was creepy as hell and there was like this weird cult in town that would uh, come and kill people and make them part of their cult and yeah. I thought it was awesome that sounds was really like it good. checks off some boxes <laughs> yeah I yeah. loved it yeah. uh, what do you got so we also went to the theater <gasps> yeah oh, and shit. we saw strays Oh, really? <laughs> it was fucking funny, dude. It was fucking funny. Um, I, you know, that's the thing when you when you try and talk about comedies, there's really not much to talk about other than the jokes, and you can't talk about yeah. the jokes, you know. Um, but you know, 
what is it, Will Forte. Yeah. From what I see, it's what you see is what you get yeah. from that thing. Yeah. I mean, um, if you like Pineapple Express, you like all those movies, you're going to like Stray. So, just kind of... You know, Indiana Jones still in the theater. I know, I I know, I know. Um, We just wanted to go see a comedy, though. Um, And so, basically, Will Forte get like is trying to get rid of his dog, whose voice is um, Will Ferrell. Yeah. Um, And it's like that song, "The Cat Came Back," you know. And Mm -hmm. the guy keeps trying to get rid of it; it keeps coming back. He takes him further and further. So eventually, he just takes him like into the middle of the city. I don't remember which city, and leaves him there. And he ends up meeting. Kevin Hart, who's like, I think he's like a chihuahua or something or something similar to that. And so this is about their adventure home. Mm -hmm. And there's some really funny parts to it. To bite Will Ferrell's dick off. Yeah, to bite uh, Will Forte's dick off. And like, oh, dude, it's... I'll definitely rent it. It's definitely, it's got one of those... When it comes out, we just wanted to... It reminded me of like that Good Boys movie that came out, If They Were Dogs. Remember, Good Good Boys was kind of like, same as Book Smart. All those... Uh, kind of fun buddy comedy, raunchy comedy movies yeah. that come out. They're all if you like one, you like them all. They're all good. Yeah, and and that's what it and, is. And I mean, these are some good actors. They got to do the voices yeah. too. Kevin Hart, I'd listen to just be goofy. All it's the time. fun. It, he's you know he's the reason I can watch that movie with him. Uh, was it the uh, the one where he's the bunny rabbit? Uh, there's an animated movie where he's, he's a bunny rabbit. Is it the? Uh, it's not the Littlest Pet Shop. It's like oh, uh, uh, something. No, I can't I remember. Know. He plays a little cute fuzzy, fuzzy yeah. bunny, but he's hilarious. Huh. In it. Yeah. Total side note, because I was just about to say, I guess I missed that. Dude, I didn't know fucking Macho Man Randy Savage was dead until yesterday. What? I don't oh, know man. how the fuck I missed that, yeah, but man. like that, I was like, what You the can fuck? almost assume that most wrestlers are dead. That's, that's, I was that's listening, the sad part I was listening it. to a podcast with Hulk Hogan on yeah. it, and he was talking about people that he missed. And oh, I, and, everybody. And, yeah, and that's what he said. He said, I'm the only one left, yeah. you know? Um, There's a few, and you always see him, like D- Ted DiBiase's is still ba- uh, left. Uh, Hacksaw, Hacksaw's left. Flair's uh, alive. Uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine's still alive. Jake the Brutus Snake. is still alive. That was Jake a funny Snake's meme alive. I sent you the other day. Uh, Bret Hart's still alive. Oh. So th- this is a good amount, but they're not doing well. No. I can tell you that. Yeah, they're no, I hear Ric well Flair is doing really bad. Yeah, he ain't looking good. Uh, DBS, he looks good, but uh, even uh, Bret Hart, it seemed like he's he's had better days. He's yeah. his bodies. I mean, Shawn yeah. Michaels still alive. And Shawn Michaels has put himself through more shit than most people. Yeah. But yeah, uh, like sad, I said, total, total fucking side note. But I yeah. had, I mean, I literally thought like I was waiting for him to do another fucking Slim Jim commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I know why he hasn't fucking done one. Sergeant like, Slaughter's still alive. That he, I can't believe. Doesn't he follow you on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. The Sarge. That's, great. <laughs> uh, that's how I know he's alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so let me see what else I got here. Did any make my... Uh, yeah, a bunch of them made. I can just list off some of them that made my decent list. You know, one that I I thought I was gonna go back and and rewatch and thought I liked, and I, and almost made my dog shit list was that Wild Things from '98, the one with oh, Denise Richards yeah. and everything. Yeah, maybe I had to watch it back then, but it was stupid. Yeah, I'm watching I never... it and I'm like, it's just one twist after another, and then after the sixth twist, I'm yeah. like, yeah, well, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. You know, people, <laughs> people aren't even acting like what their characters would act right. like at this point. So that one sucked. That that's a, <laughs> that's one I could put. I might even have to lower that even more. Uh, I watched a couple horror movies that were just, eh, they were all right, like Creepazoids, Dracula's Risen from the Grave, Venom, Cellar Dweller, Maniac Cop 3. Like, nice. I love the first Maniac Cop. Uh, the first two Maniac Cops two, yeah. are awesome. Um, but one movie I'll talk about here on the very good list, 
John Wick Chapter 4. Oh, nice, dude. <laughs> Since I've been waiting, I, I, I skipped over talking about it, Dave, because I wanted to talk yeah. to you about it. Uh, super enjoyable. It's super enjoyable. It's one long uh, action I, scene. I love it. Uh, it was great. Uh, certainly, there was stuff you could cut out and everything, yeah. and it would not be anywhere near as good as it is without mm. Donnie Yen. Yeah. No, I mean, he's great. Donnie Yen elevated that movie. Like, I hear they... Kino wants to do five. To be honest with they you, they already greenlit it. Yeah. To yeah. be honest with you, I wish they had just stopped it for. I, yep. think, I think it's a good closing yep. thing. I, I thought so too. Because I'm like I'm watching, and I don't want to spoil anything, but I'm watching credits to, uh, to see if anything happens at the end credits. Mm. And luckily, I did. You you seen the end credits thing with Donnie Yen, right? Uh, I think I might have, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it's some major major scene. I don't want to ruin it for huh. people. If I'll have to just it. like so look it up. It's on a major YouTube. thing with uh, Donnie Yen. Huh. Um, but. Uh, all the stuff with Johnny Yen. Yeah. Uh, and, and especially and after seeing Rogue One. Do you yeah. remember Rogue One? I remember him in Rogue uh, One. And he played the blind, like, yeah. uh, they, he, they're not saying he's a Jedi, they're saying he's Force-sensitive. That's yeah. what they say when people, that's like the stupidest thing in the world. But, yeah. Uh, he, he is, apparently. Uh, and he plays the blind guy in that. I loved him in that. He's great. So it was great seeing him. When he put, like, those little alarms, when he set, like, those little house alarms, yeah. almost like, and he could tell where people were. When mm-hmm. I wish he had done that more in the movie. Yeah. It was great in that one scene, but he should have done it more in the movie. Yeah. Sure. Because, obviously, at some point, you're you're like, yeah, he wouldn't know where all these steps are. I also just shit. loved his sense of humor yep. throughout the whole movie. You yeah. Know, like, oh, he was super kind of, and that's kind of him. Yeah. That's him in everything. Yeah. I think that Johnny Yen just brings his Donnie Yen-ness to it. Uh, yeah, he really made that movie. I liked Clancy Brown coming in as kind of the uh, the guy's the lawyer, I guess, yeah. kind of intervening. Always like Ian Machine. Like that at the very beginning. This will mild spoil, but it happened at the beginning. They the send off that they didn't. They inadvertently gave the guy from The Wire who died. The guy who ran the Continental. Oh, I don't remember that. Uh, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. what happened like that, but I don't remember that part in the movie. Uh, where he dies in the movie. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, he dies yeah. in the movie, which ends up being a good thing, especially if they're not doing, uh, especially because of the series that's coming know. out, which yeah. I think is available right now. It's, I think it just came I think out it's like out. last it's week. It's on uh, Peacock. Before. I could watch it. Uh, I'm not sure how it's going to be, but I'll, I'll give it a check. Uh, I have mild I, interest I, in it. I think they would have done themselves a bigger service if they didn't cast Mel Gibson in it. I don't mind Mel oh, Gibson. Oh, is he in it? Yeah, he's I one of the that. stars in it. And mm. I was like, how are you going to... Uh, Hook your cart to him. Yeah. I mean, he worked with the indie movie, like the Dragged Across Concrete. That yeah. worked good because only about 10,000 people saw it in the first place. Yeah. And nobody but, gets dragged across concrete. <laughs> you want to watch that? Still mad about You go that. to the Cell Block and uh, Cell Block 99. 99. That's when you'll Ugh. see your uh, Dragged Across Concrete. That's a fun one, yeah. <laughs> I love all three of these. I was going to ask Dave if he wanted to do Bone Tomahawk, but I didn't want him to have to rewatch it. <laughs> you don't have to rewatch it. I remember yeah, every yeah, we single one. I'm, <laughs> I'm all about it. I, I want to do these some movies that people aren't aware of i mean we'll have to spoil it but i yeah. that's one of those movies you watch once or twice and you never have to watch again yeah oh no i remember it uh, all oh you can watch it again but you you don't need to be reminded with what happens Ugh, god uh, so what's your uh, third one barbie barbie oh yeah. interesting it was good it, yeah i hear that it was uh i would have seen oppenheimer but i i had uh things got so busy i don't even know when the hell yeah, movies i get now. it uh, yeah, no, I haven't seen you in a month, and I've seen three movies. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I've seen about 16 or so, but it's <laughs> not at the theater. But, um, and that's another one I don't mind. Uh, I, I listen to a whole podcast about it, so yeah. I, I know everything about it's it. It's good. So. you know, and It's I, not like the trailer doesn't tell us what we need to know. Yeah, um, it's good. It's definitely like... I I, th- I think it's great for, for women. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. like, um, and I think there's a lot of perspective shift for men in there, too. Um, but also it's, it's a fun movie, yeah. you know? Um, 
So I enjoyed it. I like Greta Gerwig. Uh, I like a lot of her films. And uh, yeah, I, I thought I always like, and I love uh, Ryan Gosling. I think he's yeah. fucking hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see The Nice Guys? I always ask that. No. I never Wait, ever. no, that's the one with him and uh, uh, Russell Crowe. Crow. I, ha- oh. I saw it once. Yeah. So fucking funny. Yeah, I don't really it's remember. It's one of the best but... comedic performances in the last 20 years, in my opinion, is yeah, Ryan Gosling and it. Nice Guys. Yeah. It's so underplayed in yeah. that movie. He just plays it like he's a, a natural idiot. Yeah. And it's that so I remember. good. I, I, think, I don't know why he's not doing tons of comedy uh yeah you definitely gotta check that one out but yeah barbie and oppenheimer have to be coming on dvd soon i'm waiting for all four of the ones like yeah. oppenheimer barbie mission impossible and indie i yeah. know they set the date for the indie uh like digital but i'm not sure uh, when it's gonna come on Redbox for or anything red like yeah that. i'm gonna have to buy it in 4k because i own the first three in 4k so oh, i'm just gonna yeah. buy it yeah uh, so yeah, let me see if there's uh, anyone uh, other ones I want to just uh, pimp real quick, and then we can get into the movie here. Um, what else did I on the decent list? Yeah, I went through that already. That might be it. Um, I'm, I went through the Chucky series, so I went and watched Seed to Chucky, uh, which made I think I talked about that before. That made my very good or very good list. And so did Curse. I think where is Curse on here? Curse of Chucky. Curse of Chucky was actually pretty damn enjoyable. From 2013. I don't know that I ever saw that one. Uh, so yeah, it's it's hard to follow because the first there's the first three, then there's the Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, and then I always confuse which comes first, Curse or Cult. Curse came out in 13, and Cult, I'm not sure when it came out. <laughs> it must be later because then it goes right into the series, which I haven't seen. Yeah, yet. but apparently Dave's seen parts of it. So yeah, I remember him out. talking about what saying it was pretty good. <laughs> so I need to check that out. But one movie, did you see this movie we're about to talk about in the theater? I don't know. I don't know if I saw it in the theater or if I saw it on HBO for the first time. I definitely saw it in the theater. I loved it. It's a very low-key, small movie that they used to throw out. And very similar to what we were talking about. Movies that they would greenlit in the 90s yeah. just just for how fun it seemed in the pitch in the room. And they just had so much goddamn money to throw around. Yeah. And I absolutely loved it. Uh, were you always a fan of the Super? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it in years. I rewatched it. Um, it's much shorter than I remember. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a very short, kind yeah. of concise, simple little sweet. Movie yeah, yeah. With lots of bad language and uh, and stereotypes and, and stereotypes uh. thrown in there. But it's the nineties. It yeah. was done for, and I'm, I'm. It was definitely rated R. Oh yeah. For the language alone, yeah, there's no violence or anything or sex or anything like that. No, it's all just no. Language. Joe Pesci wishes there was Joe sex. Pesci because he had just come off 1990 was Goodfellas mm. and was also Home Alone. Oh okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure unless Home Alone was 91, but I'm pretty sure Home Alone was 90. That was a huge year for him. So right after that, they and I'll go through some of his. Uh, Home Alone uh, was 90. It was 90, huh? Mm-hmm. We could see, and I'm gonna I'll list his movies here because he had such a great career and. Uh, Man, I loved him so much in The Irishman. He was so good. Him coming back just to do The Irishman. Then again, I hear that he's doing a TV show now. So maybe oh, really? Maybe he actually has come back uh, into acting. But I know he had retired. Uh, he went 13 years. Um, yeah, eight years later. Yep, that's what I had written here. So why don't we give a little synopsis before I get into the cast here. So the super, and I guess this was based on a true thing that actually happened to some guy oh, in New really? York. Uh, I had read that. might be in my trivia. Uh, so it's a, uh, Joe Pesci plays a slumlord who is taught to be that way by ruthlessly by his dad. And we see him, he has run these, 
apartments down so bad that the judge is ordering him to spend how many days? Do we it's know? 120 days. Whoa, 120 yeah. days. That's yeah. even more than I thought. 120 days in his own apartment yeah. and unable to make any uh, fixes or adjustments in his apartment unless he makes it in the entire building. Yeah. So, boom. The, the comedy ensues oh, after that. It's good, too. Uh, yeah, it's really funny. So Joe Pesci, man. I love Joe Pesci so much, and I watched him early on in my life because Easy Money was always in my life mm-hmm. uh, when I was young. I, I feel like it was something we weren't supposed to watch because there was... I don't know that I've ever seen that. Uh, the one with Rodney Dangerfield. Didn't I get it for you one time? I thought I bought it for you once. Oh, yeah. The one with, oh, That's right. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, his, yeah. he's got to... Uh, uh, he's got to quit all drinking, and smoking, and all. Yeah, womanizing, yeah. and then yeah. he'll get like $35 million. Right, yeah. Or something like that. It was, it was like kind of a weird Brewster's Millions type Yeah. Thing. And Joe Pesci played his best friend. Well, before that, he was in Raging Bull. I hadn't seen Raging Bull until later in life, though. But I'm going to list his like movies here, and, and you'll see once he hits like Lethal Weapon 2, it's like off like a gunshot. Yeah. And then shortly after that, he fall, it falls off. One of the movies you are a huge fan of. Absolutely. But, but most I people, am. most people, you got to agree, think that was. <laughs> oh, yeah. It wasn't as bad as the movie before it, but it's pretty bad. So <laughs> here's the movies we got for Joe Pesci Raging Bull, Easy Money, Once Upon a Time in America, Lethal Weapon 2. Boom. That's when it starts. Betsy's Wedding, not many people have seen. I, I actually liked Betsy's Wedding. He was in it just. Uh, sparingly though Goodfellas it was home to the races after Goodfellas same year Home Alone then he did The Super he was awesome in JFK then he did My Cousin Vinny oh that it was like it was like a double burst for him then he did Lethal Weapon 3 which was his his stuff was still decent in it Home Alone 2 he nailed uh, Bronx Tale. Here's when things get kind of rough, but then they get they, there's a moment of greatness. I don't remember here. him in Bronx Tale. Yeah, he must have been in a small little role because I don't remember him in it. I don't remember him in that at all. Yeah, he must be some guy somebody met in it because it was listed under his filmography. Huh. Uh, after that was Jimmy Hollywood and With Honors, which I didn't care for either of those. But then Casino came out, and people were like, "Ah." Oh, Joe Pesci's back. He's in. He's doing the best of, that he can do. Right after Casino was Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag. Oh. I saw it in the theater, and it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Really? I love that oh, movie. Oh, I hate it. Oh, I love oh, it. I hate that movie, man. You need to rewatch it. Because <laughs> I can't. <laughs> then Gone Fishing, and I know you're a huge Gone Fishing fan. Uh, then Lethal Weapon 4, which they, they barely used him in it. Uh, then eight years later, he came out. So he had taken a mild break from acting and you could tell who gets him back because he he did the good shepherd which was directed by de niro really really great movie about the concept uh conception of the uh or the beginning of the cia which was really cool and then he took another like break and he didn't come back uh for 13 more years and when the irishman came out he was so good in the fucking irishman man maybe you mentioned it and i miss it wasn't he in hoffa um no it was Jack Nicholson, but I thought... Uh, Dane DeVito. Oh, yeah. okay. The other show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved Hoffa. Uh, but you might be confusing it with The Irishman, which was about Hoffa, too. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I've never yeah. seen The Irishman. Yeah. Oh, I, I know so that I good. need to. I just haven't made my way. So, so he played Carmine in A Bronx yeah, Tale. Yeah, it must have been just some random... Yeah, it must have been somebody at like the bar or something yeah. that he said hi to one time De Niro or just like wrote him into it because yeah, he, uh, yeah. it was one of his films. Uh, he was so good in The Irishman, They when they age him up... 
for the end the, because the beginning of it is like the de-aging uh-huh. you know that we see so we're seeing De Niro and Pesci and you see a lot more Pesci than you thought you were ever going to see in it too so you see them de-aged and you get used to it and everything and in the middle of the movie they're they're just what they normally look like you know what we're used to Joe Pesci and, uh, and De Niro looking like and they're doing that but mm-hmm. the last half of the movie we're seeing them old and they make Joe Pesci so old and he's shaking and he's trying to eat oh wow and it is so like gut-wrenchingly incredible it, huh. i cannot believe he did not get nominated for the uh for the academy award for that just since we're talking joe pesci and we had mentioned a bronx tale since i looked that up for some reason today a bronx tale is the number two most searched movie interesting i don't know i, why. I love the bronx tale but, oh yeah me yeah, too so good what? All right, to get into some of this other cast, and we got some minor players in the Super. There's not even one huge, huge. The next two people I mentioned are probably the two biggest people. Yeah, Marlon. Uh, Marlon, played by Ruben Blades, who I've always loved. He's like impossible to... To yeah. dislike, I think the first thing I saw him in was Critical Condition uh, with Richard Pryor. He he played uh, yeah. this. He's just like his orderly friend. That I don't think I realized <clears throat> that he was in that. Oh, uh, he's so good. He's into the whole movie too. Uh, Fatal Beauty with. Um, Whoopi Goldberg, mm. he was in. Then one of my favorite 90s comedies of all time that I think is majorly unappreciated. I have to check it out on Tubi because if it's on there, I have to do it because I've been I've been carrying the torch for this movie forever as Disorganized Crime. Oh, with, yeah. With Fred Gwynn, Lou Diamond Phillips, Ruben Blades. Uh, who, who else is the guy from Major Leagues in it? Uh, also for Ruben Blades, we've got Mo Better Blues, The Two Jakes, which is the sequel to Chinatown. And Predator 2, man. Ooh, he's so great in Predator 2. Yeah, that's the one I know him from. Yeah, Predator, just between... It is not on Tubi. Just between this movie, Predator 2, Disorganized Crime, Critical Condition, man, he's slayed himself as a pretty good character actor there. Then he went on to do The Fear of the Walking Dead. That was like, he did that for a couple years, I think. Hmm. Uh, So yeah, I love Ruben Blades. Vincent Gardini is the other guy that's probably one that people know... uh, Really, there's three Vincent Gardini movies that I always think of when I think of him. Death Wish, the original Death Wish with yeah. Charles Bronson. He plays the cop that allows him to go out and kill people. Oh, okay. uh, he's also Little Shop of Horrors. He's the one, he's the shop owner. Mr. Oh, Mushkin. yeah, Mr. Mr. Yeah. Mushnick. And it was, that must have been a, around the very similar time to The Super yeah. because uh, uh, he looks about the same. <laughs> but he was also in The Hustler, the old um, uh, Paul Newman movie, Grease Lightning, uh, that's the Richard Pryor movie, Moonstruck, and Skin Deep. Yeah, so huh. he'd done a bunch, but yeah, those were his most memorable ones. So Madeline Smith Osborne, she left acting, but I loved her just for a couple movies. Really, the only thing, and you've, I feel like we've seen her in more than she has actually been in. So she's the love interest in the super. Love interest is very loosely kind of thrown around. She's not really a love interest in this movie. It's someone that just Joe Pesci pines over. Yeah. But she's the the wife from Funny Farm. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think we've just seen Funny Farm so much, and, and that she, she was in it so much that uh, that we think she's in a lot. Because right. the only thing else I have her in here in is Urban Cowboy, All of Me, 2010, which she could not have been in it. She must have played Schneider's wife or Lithgow's wife. Uh, Funny Farm and the Super, and then she left acting altogether. Really? Yeah, crazy. That is uh, crazy. So the little uh, the little kid that hangs out with Joe Pesci in this movie, the little black kid, yeah. he was awesome. He played Tito. Uh, the first movie was a super, but then he went on to do Boomerang. I remember him in Dead Man on Campus. He, he played in the band of the goth guy that was pretending to be goth that actually wasn't. And then he went on to become a big voice actor. Did a bunch really? of voice stuff. Huh. Uh, Paul Benjamin, you you know him as the the skinny black guy that has the raspy voice. He has a very, like... 
very almost silent voice, and he has that. Oh yeah, the guy who's trying to keep the rats away. Yeah, he's like, they'll come. Yeah, yeah. He's got a very small voice, and he. W- I remember him from across 110th Street. He was an escape from Alcatraz, and Do the Right Thing was another. That's what I remember him from. Uh, the storekeeper in this movie, you might not have recognized that you might have known him, the big fat uh, yeah. black guy. His name is Paul Bates. He's also from Coming to America. He's the one that That's announces the, oh, Eddie. Oh, she's your queen yeah. <laughs> to be. Yeah. He's also in True Romance. He's in the scene with Gary Oldman. He's like, is it White Boy Day? No, man, it ain't White Boy Day. That's Remember funny. he gets his nose busted by yeah. Clarence? Yeah, yeah. Great one. He's also in Eight Mile, but I haven't seen Eight Mile since the fucking theater, so I couldn't tell you who he was. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Anthony Held was one of the uh, lawyers, I think, in in this movie, and I always remember him as the scumbag uh, guy from Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, th- that ran like uh, Lecter's kind of unit. Yeah. there he was. He was an ass. So as far as crew goes, we got Ron Daniels, the director, and he's done five films, and we've all heard of him. And uh, I don't, they're decent. Like the, his first one is probably the best because it's so nostalgic to me is Teen Wolf. Then he went on and did uh, like Father Like Son, which I actually kind of liked as far as body switching movies. Which one was that? This was the one with Dudley Moore. Dudley Moore, yeah, because there's Cameron. all yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, Sean that's... Ashton was his uh, buddy. It was his like oh really his his friend. So I think he made it even more even more likable. Uh, that's when everyone was doing those vice versa, yeah. all that shit. Uh, yeah, what was the one with Jamie Lee Curtis? Uh, Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was the original one? The Parent Trap. Parent Trap's yeah. original. Yep. Uh, so he also the director also did K Nine, The Super, and Beethoven's Second. I did not see the second. I saw the first. I think I did see the second. Yeah. I don't remember it, but I think I saw it in the theater. Uh, Sam Simon is the writer. Um, so he did. He wrote the Super, and I would like to say that's not all, but he was one of the creators of The Simpsons. Wow! So he's got money not to. So have he never to has to work money. again. Yeah, yeah, that's what it comes down to. <laughs> so Bruce Sutries is the cinematographer, and he did a shitload. I think me and Dave are about to talk about him. He might be the same guy who did the uh, cinematographer of The Unforgiven. I don't see it here though. I'm just gonna list off these movies. This guy. They got a gift getting this guy as the cinematographer because he did Play Misty for Me, Dirty Harry, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, High Plains Drifter, a la Josie Wales, Escape from Alcatraz, Firefox, Risky Business, Sudden Impact. Yeah, Clint loves this guy. Uh, Tightrope, Beverly Hills Cop, which we were just watching, Pale Rider, <laughs> Psycho 3, Back to the Beach, License to Drive, Run with Patrick Dempsey. Oh, wow. Man. Uh, the Super and then The Substitute. So, yeah, good stuff. Hell yeah. Uh, Miles Goodman was the composer. He did Teen Wolf, Little Shop of Horrors, La Bamba, Like Father, Like Son, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, K-9, Opportunity Knox, Problem Child, What About Bob, The Super, and Sister Act. Do you hear they're doing another Sister Act? It's like no. almost done. They have the poster out for everything with Whoopi on it. Yeah. Really? I didn't realize that. It might be a little too late for that yeah. kind of throwback. Do you hear of this bullshit about the, um, the Brightburn sequel? No, I saw a commercial. I saw a poster for it, and it said "completely written in AI." No, Brightburn Two. I just looked that up like three months ago, and yeah. they said they had greenlit in the fucking sequel, and the same director was going to do it. Written by AI. That is going to be a fucking disaster to what is a great fucking movie. So I'm disappointed with that. Maybe smarter heads will prevail after the writers they're close to the writers uh working out so we'll see so the release date was october 4th 1991 filming locations brooklyn new york the budget 22 million dollars and the worldwide gross 11 million so it's one of those small movies though well, better question is why how did it take 22 million dollars to make this fucking movie yeah that i don't know <laughs> could have went to the actual buildings yeah and you would have been fine 
So this is the first movie in, this is the trivia here, obviously, the first movie in Joe Pesci's career where he reserved, received top billing. How oh, crazy wow. is that? Huh. He has been like a supporting actor. Yeah. It, it took till after Goodfellas, an Oscar win at Goodfellas yeah. and like a uh, uh, a major hit like Home Alone. Home Alone is one of those ones you usually... If you get time, look up the budget and look up the gross oh, on God. Home Alone. It's insane. I'll check that uh, out check right it out now because it's 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 mind blowing. Uh, so this is the final performance of Vincent Gardenia. Uh, that's pretty sad. Also, the final film of Madeline Smith Osborne, like I said, before retiring from acting. Uh, the gro- in the grocery store, Joe Pesci says the line, "What am I, a mirage?" He says the same line in Goodfellas. I thought that was kind of funny. Huh. Uh, the film was based on New York landlord Morris Gross, who had the same uh, who had the same sentence after 400 housing code violations. How does it get to God, 400? Yeah, is my question. What, what we got there? Oh, so uh, it was made for 18 million. Oh my God! Wait for this. Worldwide total of 476.7 million. <laughs> oh my God. That's insane, oh dude. Oh my God! It's so nuts. It's so nuts. I'm telling you, when you make a holiday movie work, Oof. it works for you. Uh, all right, so the only other trivia I have on this, and I thought this was interesting, the big man who owns that red Corvette at the end of the movie yeah. is former NFL offensive lineman William Roberts. Huh. So the problem with it, it was kind of lackluster because no one watching the movie knew who the fuck that was. Yeah. yeah. So apparently the part was originally written for Mike Tyson, but he wanted too much money. Oh, So they just, man. instead of giving somebody that was on par that yeah. the audience would recognize, they, yeah. put this, they put poor William Roberts in it. Yeah. Who were like, who the fuck is this yeah. guy? We just thought it was some tough just looking motherfucker. Dude, yeah. They must have thought that that probably worked. Yeah. It, it, this guy just looks like a tough motherfucker. That'll work. That's but crazy. Mike Tyson would have been a hell of a oh funny. Oh my God. Man. That would have that made would've it would've one of my favorite scenes of all yeah, time. I could see how like, they would so let's talk a little bit about Superman. Oh, tell tell me what movie. you like about it. What are your what are your when I think of it, I think of like maybe two or three scenes. I think of three card Monty and basketball mm-hmm. and MC Hammer. Oh, the uh, too legit to quit. Oh, which, and also uh, the dance there, the dance party that he goes down to. Oh yeah, they're doing the electric really slide too. And uh, I think they were playing Salt and Pepper or uh, or En Vogue. At one point, maybe it was in Vogue. Oh, maybe. Uh, I know for sure they were playing Too Legit to Quit, though. At some point? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. At the, they had a lot was, of good music. Because there was movie. two two parties. Yeah. So at one, they were definitely playing MC Hammer. I like the one where he's he's, he's passing the doorway and he's, he's yeah. doing a couple of <laughs> yeah. going across the other doorway. Yeah. He's such, he's such a prick that you really want to like because he's he's just that's It's well, weird. Has there ever been an actor who, who can be the most lovable Piece I want uh, or or just a lovable character, yeah, yeah. Like and then a complete dog shit. Like Casino yeah. might be the top, Ugh. like crazy. That uh, pe- and people will argue Goodfellas, but man, I think Casino took the it, end took it scene tonight, left, with him in Casino is like one of my like most. I, I don't even know. Wish you hadn't watched it. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Don't because, want to revisit it. Yeah, God, dude. I, that's, so with him and his brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it is man. pretty bad. Like that's fucking terrible. But when I think of him, like putting that guy's head in a vice and everything, yeah, or yeah. just how he, just how nasty he is when he's sleeping with Sharon Stone yeah. and everything. He's just yeah. a dirty, nasty character yeah. in that movie. Piece he, of shit. he he sticks a guy in the neck with his pen. Yeah, oh, and everything. Dude, that, because that's what I go back and forth with. Just saying, it's a people, nice pen. Yeah, people mm. will argue. Was he worse as Tommy and Goodfellas? Tommy, his 
other than him shooting Spider, almost yeah. all his reactions are are justified. Yeah, like oh In sure casino, he made he's the, just he made the nuts. he made the waiter feel uncomfortable, and he and he definitely went overboard with the Spider character. Yeah, but like when he killed Billy Bats at the beginning, yeah, uh, he was egging him on at the bar. He yeah. wanted him to do that. Yeah, go home and get his shine box and everything. With Casino, you couldn't be even in the room with him. No, yeah, you he never knew what he was going to fucking do. You know, and you're looking at his other roles, and most of them he's likable. Even like Lethal Weapon Two, how they just slapping Whatever him away and everything. Leo gets. See, the kid's got a Beretta. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. That's one of my favorite roles with him. And my cousin Vinny, he's just he oh just wanted God, to win dude. and be a lo- lovable guy. The two so. Utes. So as as much as he's an asshole in this movie, because you see him at the beginning, they go through a string of just prick moves where he's going, uh, "Give me the money, give yeah. me the money." They're playing well, so, that rap. You know, so in the beginning, it's him as a kid, and he's like explaining That's true. how I he was, they did how like he a was prequel up. type of thing. Yeah, so it's his dad and him, and it's on Similar a Sunday. Back to school. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, um, it's dad, and, it's his dad and him, and it's on a Sunday, and they're getting into his red Cadillac, his his pop, and this is in like 1954, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, or 64, I don't know. Um, and they go to get the rent money, you know, and his dad has to chase down one of the tenants and the, you know, the tenants like, Oh, just give me one more week. And he says, all right, well, let me, uh, he says, uh, Lou, what you, you know, this guy wants another week. You want to give it to him? And he says, yeah, sure. You know? And he says, well, you know, that $3 I give you, if, if we give him a week, then that's going to be two seventy five, and then everybody's going to want it. So he was <laughs> raised Grooms, by, yeah, 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 by his dad to be a fucking slumlord, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, and it gets you give to, them one thing, they're going to want everything. Yeah. Uh, to give them an inch, they want a mile, yeah, you yeah. know? Um, and it's so, probably the most unlikable role Vincent Gardenia's ever been. For oh sure. yeah, he was a piece of shit. A- at least Joe Pesci learned his lesson and, at the end, and, and that's, that's what made thing. this such a good movie because he learned his lesson. Heart, you know, yeah. yeah, it's a change at the of end. Heart. Those those guys loved him, man. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you wouldn't think that w- they would because he was he was shitty to him, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it took. And I love the gradual change and everything, but so. Like you said, the basketball scene where he's trying to blend in and Marlon's kind of taking him under his wing, even though Marlon's screwing him yeah, over at different him. times. He's yeah. hus- he hustles him at that five-con Monty game, yeah. and then he they does does it again with the milkman yeah. <laughs> when he's uh, playing the basketball. Why do they call you the milkman? Because <laughs> I killed the milkman. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great line. I man. love that angle that they do. Because, you know, honestly, I think that he's guy's... so short. He's never looked as short as he in his life than he did at yeah. the Super. And, you know, and they, like, he asks him why they call him the milkman. And this guy stands up and they've got the camera on yeah. the ground looking like up at him. Like the craziest Dutch angle you ever see. Yeah. yeah. And so he stands up and he looked down. And, you know, the funny thing is, is like, I don't think that guy was much taller than me. I'm 6'3". He yeah. might have been 6'4". But Joe Pesci... Joe Pesci's like five foot. Yeah. You yeah, know what so I mean? So like, because they make him look so tall, but oh yeah. then they do a cut of him right next mm-hmm. to him. And I mean, you know, he comes up to his chest, his you know. outfit he's wearing and everything. Oh, his, God, like, dude. He's gray got the, sweatsuit with the hoodie. The moment I saw tight. those... <clears throat> the moment I saw those pumps though i yeah i, I wanted I, oh, I, I had a pair of pumps i remember the advertisement before i never owned a pair the pumps that i had dude they were so dope they came with a fucking co2 cartridge yeah and you would go and you would connect that and it had a little like lever on it and you'd just go and you're it would pump it up for That's you you hilarious. didn't even need the didn't actual need pumps on the shoes oh i missed those <laughs> those in the shack gnosis were eBay, my favorite shoes i know shoes. you can get them on ebay I bet, there's a lot of shoe files out there there's a lot of shoes sold on eBay. I, you know i bet you those motherfuckers are a thousand oh yeah the, the og jordans man they're like one of the oh, most expensive ones yeah. if you can find one of those but uh i love the stuff at his apartment when he was just seeing everything that was horrible and uh 
trying to hang pitchers and then falling through the uh, 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 the ceiling. Remember, he's always giving that uh, that one Mexican family. He says, uh, "You broke it." You, oh uh, my god, dude! It was I've broken. Been, when, it wasn't broken when it, we got it. It worked before yeah, yeah, you broke that's it. That's what it is. That's dude, the line. I have been quoting that <laughs> for years, and honestly, I had forgotten what it was movie. From this. That's yeah, funny. and I saw him jumping up and down, and I said, "No, is this the movie?" And he falls through, <laughs> yeah. and he busts their table, and they're all they're all yelling in in Spanish, and he goes, "English, English, English!" <laughs> and the dad goes, looks up at the hole in the ceiling, yeah. and just goes it worked before you broke it like oh my gosh i actually really love the madeline smith osborne role in this too i love the the dichotomy that him and her and joe pesci had yeah maybe it's because she didn't take shit from him and she kept pushing him away remember every time he got closer to her she would push him yeah. away and he would just sidle up to her again. yeah he was very like he, he wasn't creepy with his flirtation with her, and I it, it was kind of. I mean, I always thought it was. I mean, he said some a couple of times. He, he said some like uh, some crotch references yeah. and stuff like that and everything. But he was also very kind of uh, sweet and likable when he was doing. He got it. nicer every time he saw her. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And then made sure that she knew I was doing nice stuff around there. Yeah. He started giving up turkeys. Started giving up space space heaters. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting though because they never get together in the movie. No, nope, no. Nope. It was the just last a flirtation. Time, yeah, the last time that he talks to her on the phone and he's trying to get her to come yep. over. She's like, look, if you want me to come over, just invite me over. Yep. He invites her over and she said, I can't today. Yeah. I've had a super long day. But then she calls him, she says, goodbye, Lou. And she's been calling him Mr. Right. Mr. Kritsky, Kritsky yep. the whole time. Goes, Lou? Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is they never even get yeah. together or go on a date or anything. So I'm, I'm surprised there wasn't like a closure to that aspect. Yeah. But I kind of like that they didn't do it because no, it, you know, it did end on the on the right moment. So uh, just to jump to some of the end stuff, uh, he, he really kind of has a rapport with these guys. Yeah. Like the space heater thing is what set his dad off initially because his dad would keep showing up. He, he's like, Joe Pesci is like 55 in this movie yeah. and everything, and which is weird to think. Uh, <laughs> but, and his dad's still looking up on him and treating him like he's a 20-year-old right. that he just gave an apartment building yeah. to and not letting him run it the way he wants Yeah, to. he fixes the lights first. Yeah, and he flips because, out. Yeah, that. because he wanted to play his stereo and yeah. he can't fix it without that. <laughs> so his dad pulls up and there's a light on. Yeah. You know, Why is that up there? Yeah, yeah, what are you doing fixing these lights yeah. you know and then he, then the space heater thing where he's he flips the fuck out and everything he says uh well because he put it on his dad's credit card the yep. company credit card and so yep. he said well fuck it i'll pay for he's it like, these you know? people need to have heat to yeah. live man and everything and that was the first thing where the uh where the tenants were like way to go kripke yeah well you know what his dad's excuse to not giving them heat was yeah. he said they've got you living here for 120 days you know what happens in 120 days spring yeah these people don't need heat and i was like what the fuck oh, and they, like, they went out of their way to make this guy yeah, look oh like yeah a he was he was a piece of shit because joe pesci was a low-level piece of shit but not yeah. until you look at him next to his dad he's like ah, he's not that bad yeah. you know at least yeah. he can learn from his mistakes well, and he's like what well, you know because his dad was trying to work on getting him bonded out yeah. even though like he was you know living in this apartment he's not in jail yeah um and he shows up at one point and he's like dad when are you gonna you know get me bonded out of here yeah. and his dad goes when your mom and i get back from the bahamas <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? like, well and it goes down vincent gardini even takes it down to a whole nother level, oh yeah man, dude where he literally hires an arsonist uh to to go up and set a fire on the roof yeah and uh how did he joe pesci even know to go up there did he someone say something or? so it, 
so his dad comes busting into his apartment right, late at night that. and he's like, come on, get your stuff. You're out on bond. Um, I got you. Let's get out of here. You know, and oh, that's right. When he gets into the car and he gets into the car and because it was the same conversation, he had talked with that lady mm-hmm. and she was with a client, but she wasn't in her office. And mm-hmm. his dad said that he had spoke, gone to her office and spoken to her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wait a minute. I just talked to yeah, her. I just she wasn't there all day. Him. What's going on? And it just cuts to him getting out of the car going, a fire, a fire. Yeah. And he goes and he, he said, oh, it's just going to be a small one. It's a roof fire. It's not going to be but a I big love, deal. There was a very brief moment where the Tommy from Goodfellas came out and he said, you stop that. I'll throw you right the fuck off. The yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, Tommy's come back. Yeah. <laughs> and the other guy, is, he's like, yeah, you and what army? And that, that's when all the tenants have yeah. that tenant moment, man, that yep. was so big in the 80s and the 90s. And you're going to have to go by me and me. And yeah. they, they all stand up for him and everything yeah to the point where the father just has to crawl away with the tail between his legs yep. and everything like that so yeah that ends with that great car scene which would have been awesome if it was Mike oh, Tyson yeah dude I it mean, was so good what what could have would have been and everything it's yeah. surprising they did the, this didn't do better it must have done really well on video I Probably. And I was working at the video store at this time. It must have been one. I know. Yeah, we couldn't play it at the video store for sure. Yeah, uh, but I know it was rented a lot. So it must have been when it was October fourth. Yeah, see that's some of the problem right there. Once you hit October, people are gonna want to watch horror movies and yeah. stuff. This probably would have been a better like I mean, spring movie. The thing is though, dude, is if there's a, I, I hesitate to use the word, but if there's a good comedy coming out. Yeah. I know that y'all don't, you know, it's like comedy. I'll see. I love going to see comedies in the theater, you know. It's weird because right now there it's all these genres seem like it's hard to come by. Unless you're into uh, superhero movies, horror is still doing really well. Horror will always do well. Action seems to always kind of have a phase through it. But comedies, you don't get (sighs) to the point where even comedies that 10 years ago would have sucked are like, ah, they're pretty good. We don't get many. So this is what we got. The other thing too is in like, and I get it, I'm not harping on the world, but like the world has gotten so goddamn sensitive that you can't really do the comedy that you used to do. Mm -hmm. So it has to rely on you know, dumb, tra- like dumb and dumber type shit. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, it's gotta yeah. be a slapstick comedy, like or literally. Strays. Yeah. That you know, like, and that's, I mean, that's basically just language. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's the funny part is there's four dogs that are cussing and taking shrooms. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it'll, I think it'll obviously, it's going to make a shift and I'm, everything, but it, it sucks. I remember if you listen to our couple of podcasts from like a couple of years ago, we could list off 15 movies that we couldn't wait to see by the end of the year, you know? And to be honest with you, I can't name many more besides that killing of the, the flower moon one, the Scorsese one. Other than that, I'm not even sure. Did that creator movie come out yet? Because they're not giving that any play. And that looked like Uh, a major sci-fi movie. Uh, it's either coming soon in the next couple weeks. And that looked like one that I might want to check out. I'm pretty sure it's the district nine guy. Uh, it comes uh, out in a couple of days. Yeah, a couple of days. So September 29th. Oh, okay. So it comes so out like Friday. a Wednesday. Yeah, see, I will not be here. Oh, no, that is a Friday. Me and the yeah. wife are taking the yearly anniversary, going to Denmark. Hell yeah. Taking, spending two days in Denmark, taking the train into Sweden, spending three days in Sweden. Coming back, back to work. <laughs> uh, but it's gonna be fun uh so yeah i don't like i said my schedule is so crazy right now i'm not sure what movies i'll be able to see at least i'll i'll definitely have to be more discerning about which ones i'll go see that scorsese one i'll definitely see in the theater 
Uh, that's a given. I, I, I definitely will do that. And that comes out like the end of October, I think, like October 20th or something like that. So uh, I'll definitely see that in the theater. But I don't even know what what's the big Christmas movie that's coming out this year. I don't even have any clue. I know there's that Thanksgiving movie coming oh, out. Oh, the Thanksgiving movie yeah. will come out. Yeah, so they, they need to release that around uh, around the friggin' uh, Like now? Halloween, yeah, like right around now. Yeah. Uh, there is a Friday the 13th in October, too. You know? Oh, you really? Would think oh, Friday oh, 13th, I thought you were saying would... there was a new one. Was no, no, no. Awesome. The uh, actual day in October. So you would think someone would have planned for a major movie to come out on Friday 13th. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's when that Exorcist movie comes out. Oh, dude, I've that been... looks good, man. Yeah, the problem with that is the same exact guys that did Halloween. The, and those those last two Halloweens were some of the worst movies ever but made. But the first one was really the good. The first one was good. Yeah. But the second two, god awful, man. I mean, those were bad. I don't I'm not sure I like the idea of them bringing Ellen Burstyn back for it. I wish they had just done their own thing. I, I wish they had done like a prequel. They could have done a whole bunch of prequel stuff with that Captain Howdy kind of character, which yeah. was the demon that was being possessed. And they, they could have done some really good stuff with that. Yeah. But I mean, it's, I mean, one of my favorite Exorcist movies is not even the first one. It's the yeah, third one. That's so, what I hear from uh, a lot of people. Oh, third yeah. one's so fucking good. Yeah. Oh, my God. There was one that you gave me. Um, Must have been the third one. I don't know if it was. I think it was like two or four. But it was. I definitely didn't give you good. two. I don't think I even owned two. Oh, okay. It might have been the first, or it wasn't the first. Wasn't for the sure. first. It, it must have been the third because I don't yeah. think I would give anyone Dominion. The, the Dominion is the prequel one. It, it, maybe with that's Alexander Skarsgård, where where like he's in a desert. Stellan is in it. He's like an uh, an anthropologist or archaeologist. He's doing a dig. Yeah, I mean that's the beginning of the first one too with Max Vaughn, but it sounds like it's the Dominion one. Yeah, uh, I always confuse the two because they made two of them. They made uh, one Paul Schrader did and one uh, Rennie Harlan did. Interesting. And one of them I liked and one of them I didn't. I always confuse the two. I always ask my cousin which is which, and he doesn't. He can't remember either. So have you heard about the new Alien movie? Uh, it's not supposed to come out until next year. Yeah, I heard that they were doing it. Yeah, uh, and I'm all for it. I'll, I'll go see Weaver's ever. Not be in yeah, it. no, she needs to not be in it. Yeah, they need to release all these like legacy characters. Yeah, we're, we're done, man. We yeah. don't need to see him brought back. Yeah, except for Indy. Thank yeah. you. For, thank you for doing that. Well, no, yeah, but even oh, not now, again. Even yeah, now, no. it's like I, I don't mind them bringing like like they even talk. Arnold will come back for another Terminator, and I was like, come on, man, let that go. You I could saw, be anybody. I saw a funny meme the other day, and it said, Sylvester Stallone. It, they were like, oh, we'll all, for Halloween, we'll all be composers. And Sylvester Stallone said, I'll be Mozart. And Bruce Willis said, I'll be Beethoven. And Schwarzenegger said, I'm not going to say it. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny right there. Has the Expendables come out yet? It came out this week. Oh, it did? Yeah. You going to uh, go see that? That might be one I wait on. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm waiting on all of them unless it's something major. major. Yeah. I, it's something really... major. Like when I find out that because soon the the Oscar nominee ones, they everyone waits for the good ones to come out around uh, December and January. So I have a feeling that we'll see about a bunch of them coming out. But I know there must have been a couple of movies that I... Uh, oh, you know what does look good? And it's going to make me get Apple TV. I think I might be able to get it free for a few months because I own something. But yeah. Uh, there's the new Godzilla series called Monarch coming out really? on Apple TV, and it looks fucking phenomenal. Interesting. And they're doing something really crazy with it, which I which I am all for 100%. So they're doing a timeline split. split. So half the time we're seeing it done in the past, and the other half we're seeing it in the present. Oh, and we're seeing them intertwine there. Yeah. And the main character uh, in the present is Kurt Russell. 
Really? It is a past his son. No shit. The, the one that was in that uh, Captain the uh, the Falcon and what was his name? Uh, the Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. The Winter Soldier yeah. and the Falcon. Uh-huh. He he played the like new Captain America. I never that. saw it. It wasn't that good. It was no. all right. But I like him. He looks just like fucking Kurt. Yeah. And he's going to be amazing. That's awesome. It. So it's going to be great that we're going to see an older and a younger version. Yeah, that's of the, dope. Of the Russell. I like uh, that family. Yeah. And it's supposed to be really good. Where it's the inception of uh, the first figuring out uh, Godzilla and Godzilla is actually here to kind of save the planet yeah. and fight all these monsters and who's creating these monsters and the whole thing around it. I'm, I'm a sucker for Godzilla anyway. No, I mean, to be honest, that sounds good. Aren't, aren't they making another Godzilla versus Kong? I hope so. I thought I'd, I I'd watch that it. too. I, uh, Most people are very familiar with the, from like the Matthew Broderick Godzilla on, you know? Right. Then there's people like me and my cousin who will actually put that Pluto station on uh, and run it, even though it's in Japanese, we'll run it for like hours and hours because we want to hear the noises of uh, Godzilla fighting Megalodon and all the Mecha Godzilla and everything. So I have a soft spot for him. So I guess it's Godzilla and Kong, the new empire. Interesting. And it says Godzilla and Kong face a terrifying monster that threatens the entire planet. Uh, release date April twelfth, twenty twenty four. I'm all about it. I love these big monster movies, and I've I've grew up with them and everything. I know a lot of people don't uh, aren't huge fans of them, but maybe these current ones they do like. I don't know. But I've enjoyed them. The old ones, it's it's definitely a hard sell. No one's gonna want to sit there and watch the subtitled uh, old ones. And people complain these days, you know, that, oh, there's too much humans in these new ones. Those old ones, they're filled with humans. It, uh, the human element is a major part of those old ones. Uh, yeah. But some of them are really good. I, I really, really enjoy all of them. And I watched them all when I was younger and everything, too. So I'm all for it. So that's coming soon. Yeah. I'm not sure when. It looks like there's a trailer out for it. Yeah, already. I watched a trailer for it. It looks good. Oh, you good. did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Monarch. Oh, yeah. I sent it to my cousin. My cousin no, 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 no. Like, not Monarch. Godzilla and Kong. Oh, really? Is yeah. for that? Damn, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's real or not. And Play it on the air. Let's see what yeah, happens. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to see, <laughs> see here. See if it looks like it's a fan-made one. Yeah. Because that's really what you have to kind of come down to. Is it a fan-made or not? Uh, didn't Who did they fight in Godzilla versus Kong? Wasn't it a big dragon? Uh, I, th- I thought they fought each other. Oh, no. They fought Mecha. Uh, they fought uh, Mecha Godzilla. No, yeah, because it was Mecha Godzilla. Because remember, they were using the head of uh, the three-headed... Uh, uh, oh yeah, King that's Adora right. From the uh, from the previous one, whatever the what was it, kill all monsters or destroy uh, all monsters or wasn't it wasn't Mothra? No, Mothra. I don't think they've done a. I think they did do Mothra in a couple of. Them. I need to rewatch these newer ones. I'm a lot more familiar with the old ones than the new ones. Did I ever tell you how they uh, how they got the Mothra sh- to show up in the old ones? No, it was like the craziest thing. You turn I, on a lantern. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. That would be great. He'll show up. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like the bat the, signal. Yeah, turn on the bat signal, <laughs> and all of a sudden it's got you got a little moth on it. See, if, if Mel Brooks was doing this shit, that's exactly what he would have done. He would have had the bat symbol look like Mothra, and it would have showed up. No, in those old ones, and when I heard that they were going to have mothra in one of these new ones and everything i was like giddy because i and even though part of me knew they would never ever do this so in the old uh, godzilla versus mothra there's a bird cage like mm-hmm. a normal sized bird cage yeah and inside that bird cage are these two miniature japanese women <laughs> that, that are about i'd guess three inches tall each and they both sit in there and they sing and when they sing 
Mothra shows up. Oh, I remember that. It's very strange. That's crazy. It's yeah, very weird. I remember. Yeah, you that. ever turn on that station and you see the little two Asian women in yeah. the in the arcade huh. singing? You know, Mothra is showing the fuck up. Yeah. Like, that's, that's how you get them. I was like, that is like the weirdest. I like thing. I like our idea better. Yeah. <laughs> Godzilla versus the smog monster. That's a great. You know what? I hear good things about. There was a weird one called Shin Godzilla that I actually own that I haven't watched yet. Mm-hmm. That came out in like 2013 over in Japan, mm-hmm. and they say it's one of the best. Godzilla movies ever made it really? that, that no one's ever seen. Shin Godzilla is an interesting one because he looks evil. Huh. I mean, he's got like razor sharp teeth through it and everything. And yeah. some of those old Godzillas are goofy as hell. Yeah. I mean, it's the suit. Yeah. They look like Pee Wee's Big Pee-wee's, Adventure. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> Oh, uh, I forgot to wear my shirt, man. Oh, oh man, that's a great shirt. Dude. That you need, to, you should post it actually on our uh, oh, okay. on fan page. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Great. This uh, is, the, and we'll talk about it now. That yeah. way, you can say this is the shirt I talked about. Yeah, this yeah, week. exactly. Uh, so why don't you tell them about the shirt, man? Because I love it. It's one of my favorite moments. Mine too. That, I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I have to have that. I immediately like, screenshot it, sent it to my cousin, and it says, Justin apparently wins the best shirt of the year award. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he sent back, he surely does. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's this shirt. It's a green shirt. And it's got like a, what do they call it? A silk screen when yeah. they do the painting or whatever of Pee Wee Herman from Pee Wee's Big Adventure when he's grabbed all of the garter snakes yeah. and he's running out and it's just a, a, a cartoon picture of Pee Wee holding snakes going Aah! screaming and there's fire underneath oh, and there's it fire and, uh, behind him yeah, it's great I it's awesome it. I, I love, love it, it. yeah <laughs> One of my favorite movies. Uh, so yeah, that's what's coming up. We got uh, well, that's not what's coming up. What's coming yeah. up? We've got some actually some really good stuff. But uh, the only one I'm at liberty to talk about right now, I think, is me and Dave are going to do uh, Unforgiven. Nice. Which uh, we've been dying to talk a little bit more because I know J- Dave just recently saw it, and uh, I watched it within the last year. And man, it's such a great movie. It's one of those uh, great. Um, gateway movies for people to watch uh westerns oh yeah you know because it's one of those straight up 10 out of 10 movies you're not gonna watch that and uh and not have a uh amazing experience with it i saw it in the theater and it blew my mind i must have seen it a couple times i saw it in the theater with my dad yeah oh so good my grandparents saw it in the theater and they loved it yeah Uh, yeah it's such just it's it's, a great it's one of the last great kind of Definitely Clint Eastwood westerns. Oddly but. enough, when I saw it in the theater with my dad, I was because I was young. Yeah, I was bored to death. Really, but then I saw it again, like yeah. when it came out on VHS. Like, oh, I get it. And I was like, this movie's fucking incredible. Well, see, like, and what you should have watched at that age is The Quick and the Dead. That's the movie. Oh, yeah, that's the movie oh, where man. it's not slow; it's super fast. But that's another western. Yeah. Those are two. If you're getting someone in the westerns, either if they can deal with the slowness, I think but the I, greatness. You want Unforgiven? If you want speed and just excitement, yeah. you go Sam Raimi's Quick and the Dead. Man. I think I was comparing it to Young Guns and Young Guns Two. Those are great yeah, movies. Yeah, those are good ones too. Yeah. The the characters of and it's very similar to the argument we were just having between uh Casino and Goodfellas yeah. with uh with Joe Pesci, you look at the Unforgiven and Quick and the Dead with Gene Hackman. Yeah. And the Quick and the Dead, he was evil as fuck. <sighs> he was bad and unforgiven, yeah. but he wasn't evil as fuck. He, he was gonna kill his own he's son. Shoot his son. <laughs> he was dude. gonna kill his son. Just because he, he needed to prove uh, that he was faster. It, it right. must have been the most evil role Gene Hackman's ever played yeah. because he plays a lot of likable roles. People oh, yeah. forget about Lex Luthor yeah, <laughs> more yeah. than some of uh, his other ones. But uh, yeah, those are great movies. There. Lil Bill. Man, I'll have to find out if Quick and the Dead. Now I want to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, man, that was a fun one, man. That's just being able to go to see, there's like 20 amazing character actors in that movie. Oh, yeah, You get dude. to all see him die horribly. Yeah. It's great. I love it. I'm waiting for Raimi to come back and do some amazing stuff. Beetlejuice. That's another movie that's coming up. Oh, soon yeah. That we... Uh, that, I've seen some videos of yep. like people... You know, They have not shown 
Michael Keaton yet. Oh, really? But they have shown everybody else. Yeah. I've well, seen, I haven't. I've, I've seen Catherine seen... O'Hara on the set. They've, yeah. I've seen uh, the girl from Wednesdays on the set. Jenna uh, Ortega. Jenna Ortega. Yeah. And what's our girl from Winona Heather's? Ryder. Winona Ryder. Yeah. 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 The only thing I saw was like, because I guess, you know, the town that they're yeah. doing it in, yeah. somebody like had made TikToks, like they'd gone over to the set and they yeah. were taking videos. I did. I think I saw that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And I saw like Winona Ryder like in the car. And Tim they were, Burton needs this. He yeah. needs this bad. I hope it's, I hope he, he does He's had a string of uh, questionable shit, so I'm I'm pulling for him. I will definitely see it in the theater. That's, I'd love that's to. That's one of those yeah, ones. Yeah, I'd love to. I don't think I saw the original in the theater. Oh, I did. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was a fucking Christian school moment. We come for your daughter, Chuck. It's <laughs> a great one. <laughs> All right, but we got some good stuff coming up. So if you want to get a hold of us, the best way is Facebook. You can communicate with me and Justin on there. You can also see the uh, pictures that we drop before we're going to uh, play the episodes so everyone gets a chance to check them out on Tubi for free. You can also shoot us an email, fastenerdfilms at gmail.com, or you could leave us a like or comment on our two platforms, which are SoundCloud and iTunes. We'd appreciate it. Well, until next week with an exciting new episode. See ya. Peace. It's Queens. You know what it says? shit that nobody in this neighborhood would wear. So come and stick me with the sharp object of your preference and then steal that hideaway wallet I got velcroed on my leg.